Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Beckham Z-Jam, down by the seaside. Beckham Z-Jam wins the Breeders' Crown. It's Rock and Ron, Mick Wicked on the inside. Mick Wicked to win the Jim York Memorial. Fear the Dragon fights on. Down by the seaside on the outside. Fear the Dragon, down by the seaside. Down by the seaside. And Brian Sears gets up to do it. Keystone Velocity getting closer. Mel Marr looking for the line. Keystone Velocity, Keystone Velocity Keystone Velocity and Dan Dubay to win the Potomac Pace. This guy's the Energizer Bunny as they head for the wire fire your guns. Here he comes, foiled again. He keeps going and going and going and going and going. You're tuned in to the official podcast of the sport of harness racing post time with Mike and Mike with co-hosts Mike Carter and it's bus 936 and bus 936 on the wings of an angel and Mike Bozich outside heaven rocks but the clock's running out filibuster Hanover wins the Commodore Ferry of the big show, post-time with Mike and Mike, presented by Pet America, the official podcast of the sport of harness racing, Mike Bozich, Mike Carterless today, as Mike Carter is going to uh, attempt another milestone in his career, as he is currently, or will be soon, on a flight to Florida, where he will be calling a day or two of the action, I can't remember if it's one or two days, but uh, he'll be calling some of the action at Gulfstream Park West formerly known as Calders. So we're going to have to tune into that. It's uh, kind of a weird situation down there. For those of you that follow the regular track announcer down on the Florida Thoroughbred Circuit, Pete Aiello, he has posted pictures of his calling box at Gulfstream Park West. And uh, I'm not really sure of the situation down there, but I do know that they tore the grandstand down down there. And uh, it it's pretty much a studio racetrack, basically no fans. And I don't even know if there's any place to be for fans that, that want to come out there and watch the races. But nonetheless, Pete Aiello calls from basically a deer blind. Back when I was at Hazel Park in 2004, for those of you Michigan people that listen to the show, you probably remember when they tore down the big old grandstand back in 2004 – they built before they built the actual permanent grandstand, which ironically has uh, been torn down a couple days ago. But nonetheless, it was uh, it was kind of like a deer blind, out of a deer blind. I mean, a temporary press box that I believe was donated to a local high school, which would make a fine high school press box, by the way. So anyway. That's where Mike Carter is headed, and we've got a great show on tap coming up for you today. Don't forget, we're going to be broadcasting live from the International Trot on Saturday at Yonkers. I can't wait for that, but I'll tell you what, you talk about a great race, and you talk about promoting a race and promoting an event, and I want to give a big high five to everybody at Yonkers, Alex Dedoyan, Joe Feraldo, uh, Cammy Houghton. Brandon Valvo, our man, who uh, is doing a fantastic job kind of translating the chart lines into uh, our program because they really don't have chart lines from overseas. At least a lot of overseas places don't. So Brandon Valvo actually watched the races and put the charted lines in the program for us so we, you know, as handicappers know what the heck is going on. So hats off, by the way, to all the people at Yonkers Raceway and the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York Front page, New York Daily News today, International Trot. When's the last time that you've seen our sport on the front page of anything? 
let alone the New York Daily News. So hats off to them guys. Frank Drucker and guys of publicity, just just an amazing job. Uh, social media is going crazy. Uh, if you're t- if you're tweeting about the international trot, make sure you use hashtag international eighteen. Very important that you use hashtags when you tweet when you tweet uh, because it widens the discussion. So in any event. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting live from there, myself, along with Jessica Odden. That's coming up Tuesday at – excuse me, Saturday at 2.30. Again, Saturday at 2.30, we'll be broadcasting the International Trot Live. You can hear it right here on our website, kind of like you're hearing this show right now, posttime.com. We've got a great show coming up for you today. We're going to, of course, talk some International Trot. Alex DeDoyne, the executive director of the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York, will be joining us towards the top of the hour. Once again, we'll be talking about, kind of like we did last week, the going-ons with – Fans and patrons can expect when they come to the International Trot, when they come to the Yonkers on Saturday. Plus, we'll dive into the race a little bit. We'll also talk to Jerry Riordan. He is bringing elite lop winner Ringo Star Treb to the uh, the big dance coming up on Saturday. Won that race last year with Twister B. Twister B out with a lung ailment, but nonetheless, Ringo Star Treb will be here to try to give trainer Jerry Riordan his second straight Yonkers International Trot. We're going to have Jerry on the program at about 11.15 or so. And we're going to be joined by our good friend, Gabe Pruitt. We've got lots to talk with Gabe about. Lots going on in Kentucky right now. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but uh, a brand new racetrack is coming to Kentucky. Harness Racing Track. And uh, Caesars Entertainment, who owns the company that I work for, Harris Philadelphia, purchased the ninth casino and racing license the last casino license uh racetrack license available in the state of kentucky so uh there's some movement going on right now in kentucky and uh, we're going to talk to gabe about that plus how many world records were set at the red mile over the grand circuit I mean like 50 of them i think every world record was set over the last couple of weeks at the red mile we're going to talk to gabe about that plus the lexington select sale you know, we talked a lot about the Lexington Selected Yearling Sale in particular last week, and we were asking people the question of if we can use that as an economic indicator of the health of our sport. And I think that's a kind of a, a loaded question, and uh, you know, we, we got some pretty good responses from our guests last week. I'm interested to see what Gabe's got to say about it because Gabe's one of the younger guys in the business. You know, I mean, Gabe, uh, you know, in, in 10, 15, 20 years or shorter, Gabe's going to be one of the people that's leading this business into the next century, next millennium, next whatever. So we're going to get uh, Gabe's take on that. Plus, we'll ask Gabe about the announcer's booth at uh, Gulfstream West, a.k.a. Calder. But real quick, before we get to Gabe, there was – and I found this on my Facebook feed, and it's actually on the front page – of the United States Trotting Association website. And I thought this was an unbelievable story. And I don't know the gentleman. I know the name because I believe he might have raced a couple of horses at Harris Philly when I first started here in 2014. But this is a great story. And this was uh, a story that was in the Observer Reporter, Washington County uh, local newspaper. The headline, A Gift of Life, Meadows Horseman receives kidney from sister. And I'm going to read just uh, this article. I'm going to go through this article real quickly. Five days after kidney transplant surgery, Carl Cochileone, and I hope that I'm pronouncing that name right. There's a good chance I'm not. Returned Wednesday to the place he has called work and home for decades, the Meadows Racetrack. It is his happy place, and today he is enjoying a happy birthday. Failed kidneys left Coach Leone, an owner and trainer, on dialysis for more than a year. Her sister, his sister, Patty Alcorn, learned she was a match. Last Friday morning, brother and sister underwent surgery at Allegheny General Hospital in Pittsburgh. Not only does Coach Leone have a new kidney and a new outlook, but he has about the best birthday gift everyone could receive. I am lucky, said Coach Leone, a Monison resident. It's a great birthday present. My sister gave me a kidney, and my life has improved tremendously. What a gift. Coach Leone trained horses up until the day before the transplant. When he was in better health, Coach Leone could work out 15 to 20 horses a day. In the last months leading up to the transplant, 
you can manage only two or three a day. I was wiped out and went home and then spent about 10 hours on dialysis each day, he said. It was six different sessions, an hour and a half each. It just wears you out. Ten hours a day on dialysis. At times, when I drive home from the track, my legs felt like tree trunks, big tree trunks. Coach Leone, 62, praised the work of all of his doctors throughout the process that got stalled a bit this summer when his sister found out she did not have a spleen. That was just a bump in the road. From the beginning, I wished I was a match, said Alcorn, who celebrated her 28th anniversary with her husband, Rick, while wearing a hospital gown last weekend. We did have a setback in mid-July. Things weren't aligning. It was only a little setback. When they said we were a match, I just had a feeling of being blessed, knowing I could help him. Alcorn said the family, Coach Leone's three daughters, Kristen, Carly, and Jessica, his wife Sharon, her husband, and and their sister Joanne, pulled together to provide support and make the process work. I had a pretty good support system, Alcorn said. Rick was my anchor throughout. Joanne took care of everything at home. I had two mentors who had been through, through it themselves. I could not have done this without my faith in all of them. The sibling's father, Raymond, owned horses at the Meadow since the early 1970s and died about 10 years ago. Their late mother, Rose, was the foundation of their family. As I'm getting ready to go into surgery Friday, the first nurse I see says hello to me, Alcorn said. She said, my name is Rose. I said, okay, here's my guardian angel because that was our mom's name. It gave me an unbelievable feeling of peace. Alcorn, a teacher at Madonna Catholic and Monongahela, also resides in Monison. She said the togetherness of the family has brought together a better life. We're a pretty close family, she said. Family is first. That's what we were taught. I'm happy I was able to give Carl the chance to see grandchildren or help Kristen expand her hair salon business or walk Jessica down the aisle. While he cannot work or get back into a regular routine for four to six weeks, Coach Leone wants his life to return to as normal as possible as soon as possible. No pulling or pushing, he said. I'll be at the barn as often as I can be, just walking around. I feel so much better now. He said he thinks more clearly and differently. If I had to wait for a cadaver kidney, it would have taken three to three and a half years, they told me. Coach Leone said, so yes, I am lucky and fortunate, and I appreciate what my sister did for me and the support my entire family gives me. It won't be long before he is working and training horses. That will make me really happy, he said. Honestly, I have been blessed, and I am thankful to just be able to live a better, healthier life. And that made the front page of the USTA. And I originally found it. Somebody posted it on Facebook. I believe it might have been Dan Rawlings or the uh, the Meadows Horseman Association. But uh, check it out. It's in the Observer Reporter, the Washington County paper. Good, good stuff. You know, for all the bad, for all the things that people may think is bad in this business, you get stories like this. And that's a really cool story. And I hope everybody takes the opportunity and the time to share it on their Facebook and Twitter or whatever social media device that you use. All right, let's get the ball rolling. Gabe Pruitt's going to be coming up here in just a moment, plus Alex DeDoy and Jerry Riordan and a lot more. The ball gets rolling next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. At Bet America, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the Bet America way. Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. 
The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join the revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. Come on out to Yonkers Raceway on Saturday, October 13th, as the best trotters in the world clash in a $1 billion international trot. The first 4,000 Empire Club members to visit a promotions booth will receive a free international trot hat. There will also be food and drink specials, which will include beers from around the world. There will be live entertainment, as the famous New Jersey Nerds Band will be performing on the track apron. Post time is 1 p.m. at the 40th edition of the International Trot, Saturday, October 13th at Yonkers Raceway, hashtag International 18. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Are you a student looking to log volunteer hours or just someone interested in spending free time giving back in your local community? Pacing for the Cure could use your help. We need volunteers at local events to help with fundraising and to assist with the annual dinner party planning activities. Please email Janine at pacingforthecure.org for more information. Again, that's Janine at pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Pacing for the Cure annual sponsorship opportunities are available on the pacingforthecure.org website under the donor tab. Choose your sponsorship level or customize your own sponsorship package. This is a great time to reserve a table sponsorship at the annual Pacing for the Cure fundraising dinner party in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in November. As always, there will be great food, entertainment, and prizes at the annual event. Visit pacingforthecure.org. Back on both time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. Well, we're kind of Mike Carterless. Mike Carter is headed south to call a day or two and Gulfstream Park West. But don't forget, we will be on the air coming up on Saturday at Yonkers Raceway. We'll be broadcasting live at 2.30. Post time is 1 p.m. We'll go on the air at 2.30. We'll be broadcasting the International Trot live from Yonkers Raceway. And once again, that starts at 2.30. Plus, we want each and every one of you to keep an eye on our uh, post time with Mike and Mike website because uh, either today or tomorrow we're going to have full card analysis on our Handicappers Corner page. That's right, our Handicappers Corner, which, by the way, you can catch Gold Sheet Bob once or twice a week, and he is just tearing Northfield Park apart, by the way, apart. So if you want to be a part of it, make sure you check out the Handicappers Corner section of the website, post time with MikeandMike.com. But anyway, we're going to have a full card analysis of all the action at Yonkers Raceway. And I'll tell you what, this is an unbelievable card. Don't forget you're going to have uh, a brewing rivalry in, my, rivalry, in my opinion. McWicked and Lazarus, and they're going to hook up again 
on Saturday at Yonkers. A great, great card all the way around. We're going to talk to Alex Dedoin about that in just a few minutes. Speaking of, if uh, you missed it, the post draw was Tuesday for the Yonkers International Trot. And the lineup looks something like this. Marion Marauder from post one with uh, driver Scott Zeron up and quick. We'll start from post two. Ariana G. We'll uh, try to give that win to Jimmy Tankton. We'll start from post position number three for driver Yannick Shingrov. Ringo Star Treb, the elite lop winner, will start from post four. We'll have Jerry Bjorden on this program a little bit past the hour of 11. Pastor Bomb will start from post position five, representing Sweden. Grisado Deladonche will start from post position number six, uh, also representing Sweden. Will take charge. Uh, one of two Canadian representatives will start from post seven. Aranzi Boko will start from post eight, representing Italy. Lionel will start from post position number nine, representing Norway. And Slide So Easy will start from post position number 10, representing Denmark. Both nine, Lionel and 10 Slide So Easy will start from the second tier. This is the first international trot without a passing lane, by the way. We're going to have to talk a little bit, Alex, about that and how that may or may not affect the race and the driving style of the Smile and a Quarter event. Marion Marauder and still there's the three to one favorite, drowning triple crown champion of a few years back. And yeah, I have to, uh, I think that's probably right. Marion Marauder draws the pylon. Scott Zeron's been red hot. He had three winners here yesterday at Harris, Philadelphia. So uh, once again, we're going to be on the air at 2.30 post-time, 1 o'clock. That's coming up on Saturday. You are not going to want to miss the broadcast of the International Trot. Now, while we're waiting on Gabe, and I know Gabe had some things to take care of here today, so uh, some things that just came up. But one of the things that I was going to or I want to talk to Gabe about is this new racetrack that is going to be built in Kentucky and the headline of the Blood Horse, this was back on Tuesday, bloodhorse.com. Kentucky Regulator considers three harness track applications. Let's get into the meat of this article. There's a few different articles floating around. This one's from the Blood Horse. There was one, uh, I believe that was in the uh, Louisville Courier. There's one uh, on Kentucky.com. But let's let's get into this one real quick before we talk to Alex Dedoyan. The Race Dates Committee for the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission will consider bids from three current track owners to take over the standardbred racing license abandoned by Thunder Ridge and launch a new harness track in the Oak Grove area. Two of the three owners to apply for the standardbred license are Kentucky Downs and a combined submission from Churchill Downs and Keeneland. The other application is from the owners of the Paducah, Kentucky Harness Track Players Bluegrass Downs. Of course... The big attraction is the historical racing games that would go along with the approval of that license. And that's something that we have to remember. Kentucky's not a slot state, okay? It's instant racing, historical racing, okay? A little bit of a difference. The games, which look like slot machines, but base winning combinations on previously run horse races and payouts on a parimutuel formula, have successfully generated money for purses and track owners in the state. Oak Grove is close to the Tennessee border. Now, this is what makes this interesting. Now, Tennessee does not have paramutual wagering, okay? So this could be opening up a pretty big new market for, for Tennessee residents. Oak Grove is close to the Tennessee border where added gaming is not allowed. The Churchill-Keeneland application filed under WKY Development calls for 10 live dates of harness racing to initially be held at trackside Louisville before being moved to the Oak Grove location. The Kentucky Downs plan calls for racing next season at Oak Grove from October 10th to November 11th with 15 live dates. Now, some of the feedback that I saw on Twitter, well, 15 days. What are we going to do with 15 days, right? Listen up. Race Dates Committee Chairman Frank Kling, who also chairs the Racing Commission, said he will put together a spreadsheet that will allow committee members to readily compare the economic benefits of the three plans. He said he started on the spreadsheet and will meet with the tracks to fill in any blanks. Committee members Doug Hendrickson and Ken Jackson will travel to the three potential sites and attempt to assess local reaction, specifically whether residents there would want and support racing and paramutual wagering. Along those lines, the committee also hopes to conduct an informational hearing in the area this month. Henderson said he will contact the Kentucky Cabinet for Economic Development to help assess 
the potential impact of each plan. The committee is acting on a tight deadline as any racing license would have to be approved by the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission by November 1st. Kling said, should the committee recommend awarding a license for Oak Grove, the recommendation would include one of the three applications. He did add that the commission would be given all information ahead of any vote on the new license. Meanwhile, in more traditional action for the time of year, the committee recommended a 2019 thoroughbred racing schedule that mirrors the current season. Kentucky Downs President Corey Johnson said his track did not apply for additional dates. As for the future, Johnson said the track is open to suggestions on adding racing dates, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's anyway, that's that's getting off the that's getting off the subject. So anytime a new racetrack opens, it's a good thing. Okay. I don't think really there's any secret that slots or historical games or instant racing is a big drive of this. Obviously, that's where the money is. That's where a majority of the money is. That's where a majority of the profit's going to come from the facility. That's where a majority of the money is going to come for purses, uh, for breeding incentives, and so on and so forth. It's where we are. You know, it's where we are. I mean, I've seen a lot of social media reaction, Facebook posts, whatever, in reaction to this breaking news. Oh, they're in it for the slots. Oh, they're in it for the international race. Of course they are. They're a business. They have to run a business. They have to make money. It's our job as an industry, the lifers, the people that are that 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 make their money, that that live and breathe and sweat harness racing. It's our job to figure out how to make this work. In my opinion, we have to stop, I think, putting ourselves in competition with slot parlors, many of them which are in our own backyard now. We've got to figure out a way to work with them. We've got to figure out on our own a way to make our sport viable, hand-in-hand with slots, because slots aren't going away. <laughs> well, depends on who you ask. And if they do, then we're in serious trouble if we haven't figured out how to make this partnership work. But we have to figure out how to, how to make this partnership work. We just can't say, no, they're in it for the slots, they're in it for the money, this and that, this and that. If you don't think a business isn't going to try to make its way, if you don't think a business isn't going to do what it can – to make money. And right now, the way the business models and everything are set up, it just so happens the slot machines make more money than racing. That's just the way it is. But that would be negligent on their part if they're if 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 they're not going through with that. So we have to really, really think about and we have to really, really concentrate on how to make this partnership work and trying to quit shun that other side of the business but you know what it is our business now it is so we have to deal with it we have to figure out how to make it last and we have to figure out how to successfully use that partnership going forward and that's where we are that's if like it or not that's where we are and anybody that doesn't think that's where we are then it's where we are we're going to take a time out. When we come back, Alex DeDoyen, the executive director of the uh, Standard Bread Owners Association of New York, will be joining us. We can't wait to get out there on Saturday for the International Trot. And Alex is going to talk to us a little bit more about it coming up next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Twelve championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home a champion here. Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Searching up the rail, modern legend there, foiled again, dead game, clear vision laid on the outside, Pet Rock on the inside, photo finish, foiled again as Pet Rock together, run 49 and 2. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? 
Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farm.com We're back on Bose Time Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. And right now, we're joined by the executive director of the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York, our good friend Alex DeDoyne. Alex, a big day coming up on Saturday. And uh, I know you have to be zonked, my friend. I know how it is to put together these big events. And, and I know that, you know, as much as you're waiting for Saturday, you're probably also looking forward to Sunday. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, you're right about that. Uh, first off, thank you for having me, guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been through my, my share of big events, uh, obviously a lot of big Hamiltonians back uh, when I was at the Meadowlands. And, and the day after, um, you know, it, it, it goes both ways. It's also a bit of a letdown, you know, like you have to build up for the big, big event, and then it's just like – and then it's over. And then it's like a, it's like a, you can relax, but it's also a big letdown. It's like, wait a minute, where did everything go? Where did everybody go? And, you know, it's all over. Uh, but we're very excited. You know, it's going to be a huge, uh, a huge race card, uh, great international trot field uh, Saturday. So really looking forward to it. You mentioned that you've put together Hamiltonians at the Meadowlands and put together big events. But, you know, when you're dealing with an event like this, and we had Joe Feraldo on the show last week, and he kind of gave us a little sneak peek of how this thing is to put together. And, you know, getting horses from all over the globe, you know, putting them up, getting them here, uh, the testing, some of the procedures. I mean, it is really a, a thorough and exhaustive process, it sounds to me. It's definitely more of a challenge than just a domestic race, you know, no matter how big the domestic race is, because this is a big race and you have that other element of people, foreigners coming from different parts of the world, really, you know, different languages. You know, it's not like everybody speaks the same language. So, um, you know, it's a challenge. Yeah. You know, but it also, it's also fun. I mean, I, I think it's fun seeing these new horses come over and, and, you know, we've, we've, we've seen a lot of great foreign horses come over the last, the prior three years of the international um, some great performances. We saw uh, Tomoko uh, three years ago from France with an unbelievable second place finish out basically the whole way, um, two and three wide the whole way. And, and last year uh, we saw Twister B, the Italian representative, just just an eye-popping performance that, that people uh, you know people won't forget for a long time. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on coming up on Saturday at Yonkers. Lots going on. You guys have just done an amazing job promoting this thing. Front page, New York Daily News today. Uh, You know, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. My Facebook feed's full of international trot stuff. Twitter's full of international trot stuff. I'll tell you what, you guys are promoting this thing really, really good, and the fans will not be disappointed on Saturday. Tell them what they can expect when they come up. Yeah, uh, I mean, on track, you know, they have a, a Yonkers uh, did a great job putting together a, a lot of activities and events uh, for the on track uh, patrons. Um, there's, a, there's a giveaway, of course, it's, you know, you can't have a big day without a giveaway at them, right? So they're giving out the international trot hats again, the, the green one this year to honor uh, what was in the color of the prior year's winner. So last year uh, with the green and white, um, that's the hat this year. Uh, so that's free for how they go to the. It's, uh, they have a beer garden outside, which was really popular last year. Beers from different parts of the world. Uh, they have a band playing outside. 
Um, they have a giveaway. Uh, last year they had done a trip uh, giveaway. This year they're just giving away money because, you know, people can do what they want with their money. Um, and uh, obviously it's a great race car too. Super, not just the International Trot, but there's some great support uh, supporting races as well. Uh, I'm sure uh, your viewers uh, probably have heard that Lazarus and McWicket are going to meet again uh, on the card um, in the Dan Rooney Invitational Pace. Um, and uh, Homicide Hunter is racing in the Harry Harvey trot. Um, it's just a great card up and down. Certainly is. We're visiting with Alex Dedoyan, the executive director of the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York. All right, Alex, let's uh, let's kind of cut to the chase a little bit. We're trying to make some money here at Yonkers. 12 race card. We've got the international trot. You've got a field of 10. You've got two trailers in this race with Lionel starting from post nine. Slide so easy from post 10. Uh, we don't have the passing lane. This is the first Yonkers International Trot with no passing lane. I don't know how that's going to affect maybe some of the driving strategies. How do we handicap this race? Some of the things we can, you know, look forward to maybe trying to make some money or maybe a horse or two that sticks out to you. Well, I think first off, um, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, in the morning line, Marion Marauder has made the morning line favorite and Ringo Sartreb the second choice. I don't know about that. I think that's going to be reversed. Um, you know, Ringo Sartreb won the elite lap uh, back in May. It uh, was very impressive. And, you know, trainer Jerry Reardon won this international trial last year with an Italian import twister B that I mentioned earlier. So I think, uh, I think um, you know, he's definitely going to be a big factor uh, in the wagering pool. The other, the other factor is, this race is commingled with uh, European money, and uh, there's a lot of European money uh, uh, bet, you know, in the wind pool. And so uh, that's going to be more money bet in Europe than is bet in America in this pool. So I think that money is going to go more towards Ringo Sartreb and some of the European horses than it will towards the American horses. So I have a feeling he'll be the favorite. Um, having said that, uh, he's missed a bunch of time. He made a break in his comeback race. Uh, so there's some question marks there. Uh, there's question marks on a bunch of the horses. So it's really going to be an interesting race. Um, uh, you know, Marion Marauder drew the rail again. I mean, drew the rail last year. It's very obviously a great place to be at Yonkers. But in a big field with some some of these, uh, from what has amazing gate speed, um, and the uh, uh, Arazi Boko horse who drew the eight, horse also, eight hole also has really good gate speed. You might have a bunch of levers out there, a bunch of horses, you know, vying for uh for contention early i i don't know i don't know what kind of trip marion marauder is going to get you know if there's a, a bunch of levers early and, a, and an outer flow developing quickly um it, it could be tough um but i don't know that's why they race them it's hard to predict how the race is going to go Post time is 1 o'clock coming up on Saturday. The International Trot will be on the air broadcasting at 2.30. If you're using Twitter and you're talking about the International Trot, please make sure you use the hashtag International18. Alex, real quick before we let you go, I do want to touch on that passing lane because uh, I think it was maybe around a year or so ago at this time, eight, nine months ago, Cammy Houghton on this very program broke the news that the passing lane would no longer be a part of the uh, Yonkers racetrack landscape. And it's it's been a while now. Drivers have had a chance to adjust. What are your thoughts so far on uh, on the passing lane being gone? Uh, you know, everyone has their own opinion on it. Uh, everyone, you know, some people think it's great to have a passing lane on a half-mile track. Some people think it's great to get rid of it on the half-mile track. Um, I don't really have a strong opinion. I mean, I don't think I don't think it revolutionized the world, you know, when we got rid of it. Um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of factors, you know, that affect, that impact the the, the movement in the race and, and the, the way the races are run. The passing lane is one aspect of it, but there's a lot of other things. Obviously, the track is a big factor, being a half-mile track. Um, you know, a lot of horses, you know, can't really get into play. Um, the way that the, the track is banked and, and, you know, some say that Yonkers is hard, you know, to live outside. It's, it's really hard to do so, whereas other half-mile tracks, you could do it better. Um, you know, so there's a lot of factors that, uh, that could, could influence um, how the race is conducted. I don't think the passing lane is the end-all, be-all, um, you know, magic bullet. So, okay, get rid of the passing lane. Now we have great racing, you know. Um, so, uh, but I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other, whether it's better with it or better, uh, you know, if, if you bet the horse 
and it's locked in the three hole, you, you know, you want the passing lane, you know, and if you got the, the tiring leader, uh, you know, on the lead, you're happy you don't have a passing lane. So I guess it just depends, you know. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I used to have kind of a strong opinion about it, but as, as the months have worn on, I've just kind of become kind of uh, in the middle about it. can live with it, can live without it. Don't forget, visit, internas- visit internationaltrot.com for more information. It's a great website. It will give you all you need to know about handicapping the big race coming up on Saturday. Alex, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. We know you're busy. We'll let you run off and get to work, and we will see you Saturday, my friend. Right, thank you, and have everyone go to our page. New York. We got all kinds of news, videos, interviews, stuff on there for the international. That's right. And once again, how can they get there if, if uh, people want to get there? It's your Facebook page, right? Yeah, yeah Facebook.com slash SOAFNY. You got it. Thank you, my friend. All right. They have just done a heck of a job. I mean, a heck of a job. I mean, down to our guy, Branded Valvo. You know, Branded's uh, doing some work for the uh, Sandra Bread Owners Association of New York. Uh, and he's done some work for us at post time with Mike and Mike um, in some shows past. And he has just done an excellent job of putting charted lines together for a lot of these horses, for all these horses, as a matter of fact, that don't have charted lines that come from overseas. Because once again, they don't have the charted lines overseas. You're kind of on your own. Joe Feraldo talked a little bit about this last week. So Brandon comes to the rescue and gives us those charted lines, watched every race and charted the lines. And I, I'm going to tell you, that's I mean, for handicappers, are you kidding me? That's, that's like the holy grail, man. You can't handicap a race without charted lines. Think about if you can handicap a regular overnight race without any charted lines, just the names and, and maybe the post position and the finish and the time. You know, I mean, we'd be like a fish out of water. All right, that was Alex DeDoyne. Once again, visit internationaltrot.com for all the information. Alex also said visit them on their Facebook, their Facebook page, SOA of NY. They've got videos uh, of uh, uh, some of the races uh, that these trotters uh, went. you got a good field of 10. Make sure you visit them on the Facebook page. And once again, and I cannot stress this enough, if you're tweeting about the International Trot, if you're talking about the International Trot, make sure that you use the hashtag International Eighteen. We've got plenty left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Jerry Reardon will be joining us here in just a few minutes. Plus, we're going to try to get a hold of Gabe Pruitt. I know Gabe had some stuff got going on. He's got a lot going on. I don't even know where he's at, to be quite honest with you. He's supposed to be heading down to Florida. He was in Lexington a little while ago. Maybe he's somewhere in between. Who knows? But hopefully we could uh, make some kind of contact with Gabe Pruitt. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Back in a moment. Looking to bet on great racing from around the country and around the world? There's no better place than BetAmerica.com. But there's also no better time to join because right now we're offering a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Simply open a new account at BetAmerica, make your first deposit, and we'll add your bonus immediately. It's that easy. Sign up today at BetAmerica.com. Harness Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Come on out to Yonkers Raceway on Saturday, October 13th, as the best trotters in the world clash in the $1 billion International Trot. 
The first 4,000 Empire Club members to visit a promotions booth will receive a free international trot hat. There will also be food and drink specials, which will include beers from around the world. There will be live entertainment, as the famous New Jersey Nerds Band will be performing on the track apron. Post time is 1 p.m. It's the 40th edition of the International Trot, Saturday, October 13th at Yonkers Raceway. Hashtag International 18. And Mike presented by Embed America, Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. No, we're not along with Mike Carter. Mike Carter's on his way to Florida. He's on his way to call. Uh, he's made the big time. He's calling the uh, races at uh, Gulfstream Park West, also known as Calder. We are joined. We have made contact with our man Gabe Pruitt. Gabe, have you ever been down to that? That's kind of a weird situation down there, that whole Gulfstream Calder thing, isn't it? You know, it is a bit of an odd situation, uh, Mike. I have not uh, been since uh, that they've done away with Calder. I did obviously go to uh, the race to Calder a few times, but uh, you know, it should be interesting. We'll have to let our man Mike report back to uh, to let us know how that setup is. Well, if you've seen the pictures, anybody that follows Pete Aiello <laughs> on Facebook and have saw the pictures, have seen the pictures of the announcers booth there. I'll tell you what, it looks like a pretty tough call, my friend. It looks like you're it, pretty much on ground level with no TV. It is a tough gig. I mean, that view, uh, you know, I feel for both Pete and Mike going down there this weekend because that is uh, that is a tough tough view. And uh, as we know, Mike, being in the business, uh, that's what it's all about. You know, if you start in a tough spot, it's uh, it's usually not a fun day. <laughs> nah, well, Mike's a, Mike's a wily veteran now. He can handle it. Let's, uh, we, we've got a couple of things to talk to you about, Gabe. First of all, coming off an unbelievable Grand Circuit meet at the Red Mile. I mean, gosh, I think every world record known to man was broken during that a couple of week Grand Circuit meet. But I'll tell you what, it was fantastic. Uh, what are some of your memorable moments of that meet? I know you probably have about fifty of them because you had a chance to call each and every race. But uh, what are some of the things that stuck out to you during that uh, whirlwind meet? Well, it was just incredible, uh, Mike. Uh, you know, to begin with, uh, we had perfect weather. You know, and there's just no better place to be when you have just ideal, you know, setting and, and uh, perfect conditions uh, than the Red Mile in the fall. We all know that for, for the afternoon racing at the Grand Circuit. You know, Saturday really stands out to me, Mike. I talked to several people uh, that have been around, uh, you know, a lot longer than I have. And uh, everyone almost universally agreed that, uh, you know, that Saturday car was almost the fastest. We've, we've ever seen this track. I believe Nick Salvi, our man, said the average win time on Saturday was 148-3. So that's just, uh, you know, remarkable feat. Obviously, you know, given the grand circuit, we were paying a lot of attention, uh, you know, when these events come up to world records and what they're shooting at with these uh, star-studded fields. Well, the first race on Saturday is a late closer, you know, where I'm uh, pink too. You know, the trotting filly, uh, you know, equals a world record, 49-4. and four. Now, she's, uh, you know, a filly that uh, – is a very nice field of the Ohio Sire State Champion. She's won, um, you know, a couple of those stakes. Uh, but that was just an incredible performance to win wrapped up, uh, you know, in such a fast time. So I knew we were in store for a big day. You know, the, the second race, uh, you know, I feel it was over the season. Double A men, who is a nice field, she's picked up a lot of checks. But, you know, she wins, uh, you know, an, uh, uh, just a convincing one in 47 and change. So, uh, you know, that track is lightning fast. Of course, Homicide Hunter. Uh, you know, breaking the uh, all-age uh, trot record. That that was incredible performance. Uh, you know, who knew we'd ever see a mile, uh, you know, sub-49. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Sebastian K was huge, and he went a mile we never thought we'd see a Pocono, you know, in 49 flat. Uh, you know, they just continued to get faster and faster. Homicide Hunter was still accelerating at the wire. That was what was so impressive about that. Uh, they did set him up. Uh, with some nice quick tractions, but he was really uh, just continuing to uh, draw clear and sprint away there uh, in a 26-second last quarter. So as you can see, I mean, uh, the the entire meet, I could go on and on and on. Yeah, it was uh, just great stuff, great watching. Now, personally, Gabe, is you calling the races, and you had a couple of different challenges. First of all, you know, calling at the Red Mile, from what I heard, is a challenge in and of itself. That's number one. Number two, you kind of got to – when you're calling it the Red Mile, and every race can be a world record, a track record, a record of some sort, 
you know, you as an announcer, you've got to keep these records like really. You've got to really keep up to date on these records and you know have them ready to go in case one of them were to fall. And it's just part of your prep work, Mike, because you know what I typically try to do, uh, you know, leading into each and every race is just you know indicate at the top of the program. Uh, as part of prepping for the race, what the world record is. Now, obviously, that can get into a little bit more tricky territory uh, when you're in, uh, let's say, an aged event and you've got four-year-olds in the race, you've got, you know, aged horses in the race, you've got colts in the race, you've got geldings in the race. As we all know, we have way too many records facing. So, you know, it, it's, it can get tricky when just one single field, uh, it, it could perhaps be uh, shooting at, at four or five different records depending on who wins the race. So that that's when uh, – Things can get a bit tricky, but obviously I got taught a nice lesson in that first race on Saturday uh, with the trotting field, you know, in the late closing event, trotting in 49-4. and four. Now, that was after a 154 flat win the week before, but you better be on top of your game, these afternoon guards, because, uh, you know, just like an event like that, when you thought, uh, you know, there's no chance anyone's going to break a world record here uh, in, in a late closer, well, you know, she equaled it. So it, it's obviously uh, the time of year when you do need to be on top of that. Gabe, let's look ahead to the future, and of course, this uh, press release of this race coming up in 2019 at the Red Mile obviously made big, big waves in the harness racing community. The Red Mile Million, the first ever million dollar race at the Red Mile scheduled for next year, two-year-old trotters. It's not your typical $1 million race because 10 slots are going to be acquired and bargained for and resold for a hundred thousand dollars uh what are your thoughts on this race what kind of uh what kind of reaction do you think we're going to get uh get come as we get closer to this race i mean it's obviously this is kind of patterned you would think after the the you know the pegasus cup at golf stream right you know it is and obviously that's where they got the idea i think initially uh in particular the buzz is is very high surrounding this race i talked to uh you know a couple of different groups uh, just by chance, uh, you know, we're, we're in town with the Grand Circuit, and, and obviously they wanted to get involved and, uh, and hope to get a slot for that race. As you said, the bargaining, uh, you know, if, if a two-year-old trotter is popping up out of nowhere uh, that maybe didn't have a slot, you know, everyone's going to be trying to get involved there. So I think it's going to be generate a lot of buzz. I think it's great. Um, you know, it's another, uh, you know, big event to add to our schedule. Uh, and, and in particular here in Kentucky, you know, we get a lot of great things going on. We talk about the uh, Kentucky Sire Stakes program, the dual eligibility for a lot of these horses. Uh, you know, we add an event like that to the calendar as well. It's just, you know, things continue to get uh, better and better, you know, fortunately for us uh, here in Lexington. That's really going to be interesting to see how that race shapes up. Gabe, real quick before we let you go, I did want to touch with you. Not only is the racing obviously on the main stage uh, down in Lexington, but so is the Lexington selected sale, especially the yearling sale, one of the uh, you know biggest sales certainly in the game. And and uh, these sale numbers continue to improve year after year. I mean, another record. 702 yearlings sold, close to $40 million, right under $40 million, a $56,000 yearling average, 124 horses sold for at least $100,000. So obviously some big money being thrown around at these yearlings. Uh, You know, let me ask you, Gabe, we kind of asked our guest this last week, and I thought it was a very interesting question. It's a loaded question. I'm going to give you that heads up. But (laughs) do, do do you think that, you know, as we see these sales numbers uh, generally increase year after year, do you think that that is any kind of statement on the health of our industry? Well, I, I think absolutely it is. You need, uh, you know, strong numbers. I think that we as an industry, uh, you know, will have to be cognizant moving forward. I know there's a lot of support out there, you know, to try and and you know, map out so some money for these guys that are investing, as you said, a lot of money, you know, on a lot of horses down here, by the way, you know, to, to generate, uh, you know, income for those second and, and tier horses, you know, with, with money in the younger horses overnights and things like that. I think it's very important uh, that, that as an industry, we do that and we give, uh, you know, the, the folks that are investing, you know, this type of money, you know, every added incentive to try and get that, you know, recoup part of that investment. And then obviously we know, uh, with the events we just talked about, the, the million-dollar trot and, uh, you know, a lot of grand circuit races, you know, the top end, you know, there's a lot of money to, to shoot out there, uh, you know, as an owner uh, at the top, top level. I think what we really have to be cognizant of is to try and, and invest as much as we can, you know, for the younger horses and, and some of the overnight events, 
to really strengthen that because I think that's very important uh, to maintain, you know, a successful breeding market and, and successful sale numbers. So it's definitely an overall picture, uh, you know, and, and obviously the results are shown, you know, that, that week uh, during the sale. And I did lie to you because I, I do have one more question for you because there's a lot of things going on in Kentucky. Obviously, Kentucky Downs, the new harness track uh, that is scheduled to be built and open up right on the Tennessee border. Uh, Caesars, uh, the company that I work for, uh, talking about uh, wanting to get that last license. I think they, are, they did purchase it. Uh, so lots of moving parts going on right now in Kentucky. What can you tell us about this new track? Anything that you're hearing on your end? Well, what I can tell you is I apologize for being late this morning. I was actually in a meeting with uh, Churchill officials regarding uh, that, that proposed track. So I actually did, just left that. There are three uh, applicants for that uh, single location. All want to build a harness track, which is very good uh, for us. Uh, they do have different visions for how they see that track. As you may have read from the press releases, uh, you know the number of days differ. Uh, purse money going to harness racing differs, uh, depending on who that successful applicant may be. Uh, but we've got Churchill, uh, Keeneland, who obviously, uh, you know, have a long tradition uh, in the state of Kentucky, uh, you know, being very successful. Uh, you know, I, it may be one of the first times they've teamed up on a uh, venture, so that's that's a little interesting in itself. We've got Caesars, as you mentioned, who already operates uh, track in western Kentucky, Bluegrass Downs, but obviously look to step their game up and, and uh, kind of move all of their operations from a racing standpoint at the new facility. And then we've got Kentucky Downs, who um, – you know, by all means, uh, you know, have to be respected as one of the premier track operators in North America, for that matter, for, for the success they've had with the historical racing product. Uh, they're very horse player friendly, uh, you know, and um, and very horseman friendly. So I think, uh, you know, we've got three applicants. It'll be interesting to see where the process goes. All are requesting 2019 race dates. We're on a very strict timetable. Uh, dates have to be approved in the state of Kentucky by November 1st prior year. Uh, so, you know, the Racing Commission has a lot of heavy lifting to do uh, to sort through these applications and ultimately deem who is successful in, in those three applicants. Yeah, this is really going to be interesting to see how this works out. Well, Gabe, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. We really, really enjoyed your calls in the Grand Circuit meet at the Red Mile. And now you're headed uh, you're headed down to Pompano. When do you take off for uh, to go down south? We're ready to roll as a pump, uh, Mike. October 21st, that's opening night, uh, and we really step our game up quick this year. We race three nights the first week, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, but we immediately go to four nights uh, the following week and right into five nights a week in November. So we are going to uh, – the action's going to be fast and furious here uh, very quickly in South Florida, so we're looking forward to that as well. All right. Well, listen, I had a chance to work with your man, Mickey Peterson, at Shenandoah for a couple of weeks, and he said he can't wait for you to uh, to buy him dinner when he gets down there. So make sure you have your checkbook ready, my friend. Uh, Mickey's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. I might see if he can pick up that first half, but, uh, you know, he's a good guy. <laughs> no question. Gabe, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. All right. A lot of information there, interesting information from Gabe Pruitt, who is uh, very instrumental with the Kentucky horsemen down there and, and the interesting was in a meeting about uh, all these moving parts in Kentucky and all these different companies that are requesting licenses and they want to get going 2019. They want to get going. This is really going to be interesting to see how this shapes up. Interesting stuff. Gabe's always a good guy. Gabe's a good guy. He's the general descended in army. If you're on Twitter, make sure you hashtag send it in because uh, he's got an army of gamblers out there, and uh, he'll be going back to the, the Pompano, his winter capital. What a hard life he's got. Boy, he's got that brutal weather to deal with down there in the winter. We're going to take a time out. We'll have more when we come back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Come on out to Yonkers Raceway on Saturday, October 13th, as the best trotters in the world clash in a $1 billion international trot. The first 4,000 Empire Club members to visit a promotions booth will receive a free international trot hat. There will also be food and drink specials, which will include beers from around the world. There will be live entertainment, as the famous New Jersey Nerds Band will be performing on the track apron. Post time is 1 p.m. It's the 40th edition of the International Trot, Saturday, October 13th at Yonkers Raceway, hashtag International 18. Oh, yeah. 
New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Mike Bozich here along with Mike Carter for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a wheelchair or scooter? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application. If eligible, you may receive funding. Again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer, driver, or owner? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2017 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2018 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through October 31st. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers, trainers, and owners. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farm.com Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once in a lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Not only will we be broadcasting live from the International Trot coming up at Yonkers Raceway on Saturday at 2.30, we will also be broadcasting live from the Breeders' Crown at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono coming up, and and, uh, we're going to be live there. I'm going to tell you what, it is going to be fantastic. The... uh, the date is Saturday, October 27th. Post time for the card is 5.30. It's TBA on when we're going to go on the air. We have a, a three-hour window that we're going to have to try to broadcast in. The long talk don't give us any more than three hours. So uh, stay tuned for airtime, but we are certainly excited for that. It is the 35th Breeders' Crown. We'll be live at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono. And here are just a couple of the things that you should look forward to for the uh, 2018 Breeders' Crown. It is the richest night in harness racing. Let's see. Eliminations will be held for the two-year-olds on Friday, October 19th, and Saturday, October 20th for three-year-olds. The post time for both elimination days on Friday, October 19th, and Saturday, October 20th will be 7 p.m. $6 million headline card will consist of 12 action-packed races slated on Saturday, October 27th, post-time 5.30. Once again, we'll get you in airtime as soon as we know. The wagers are only the beginning. Now we've got – they're going to have a fantastic wagering pool. It says take your chance to guarantee pick fours and all the exotic tickets you can build and cash in on. Now here's the deal. Here's the most important part. There will be an impressive fifth. 15% takeout across the board. 
apply to all available wagers on all three nights of racing. That's right. 15% takeout on the two elimination days and the final. So not only is it going to be a night of richest harness racing, the best harness racing, the best two- and three-year-olds, the best older horses, but it will also be one of racing's lowest takeout nights ever. That's right. So once again, make sure you check it out. For more information, you can visit them on their website at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono. They're pretty active on social media. You can follow them on Facebook and like them on Twitter. Or for more information, go to Hamiltonian.com for ticket eligibility, all that good stuff. And also, you could tweet them your winners. Join the conversation during all three nights of the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono. Follow at Breeders Crown, at Breeders underscore Crown. Sorry, at Breeders underscore Crown. And you have to use the official race day hashtag, which is hashtag BCrown18 to get up-to-date alerts and news coverage live from Mohegan Sun. If you're doing Twitter, and believe me, I just had to learn this because my good friend Mike Carter is the social media guru at uh, at the USTA. But the importance of using hashtags, like when we're talking about the International Trot coming up on Saturday, make sure you use International 18. International 18. If you say anything about the International Trot at all, you know, hashtag International 18 in there somewhere. Jerry Reardon got tied up. We promise that you will hear from him on Saturday during the International Trot Show, which will take place at 2.30 on Post Time with Mike and Mike.com. You can listen to it live right there. And uh, make sure to join us. Once again, start time is 2.30 for the International Trot that is coming up on Saturday. Also, keep an eye on our Handicappers Corner section of the waist of the uh, website, Post Time with Mike and Mike.com. We will have full card analysis of the action coming up on Saturday at Yonkers. It's going to be a fantastic day. Rain, rain, please stay away. And we'll see you Saturday at the International Trot Broadcast first time at 2.30. On behalf of Mike Carter and all the team here at Post Time with Mike Bozich, we'll see you Saturday at 2.30. rest of the day, everybody. Closing time One last call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know